0: You're listening to Say Yes to Travel with your host, Sarah Dandeshe.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Say Yes to Travel. So excited here because we have now kicked off 2021 and... I don't know about you, but I am very excited for this year. I just, you know, after how how much we went through last year and we learned a lot and we changed a lot and evolved. Uh, there, there seems to be a little bit more pep in our step in regards to uh, the industry and moving forward in in 2021 and uh, I'm really excited today because I actually have so many questions to ask uh, today's guest and I'm sure that you guys will be really interested in our conversation but today I have on Frank Marini who is the president of Yankee Leisure Group and the Yankee Leisure Group actually owns and operates Amtrak vacations in the US as well as rail bookers in Europe. So. Those are going to be the brands that you know, um, but when it comes to all of that, he's definitely a wealth of knowledge. So uh, without further ado, Frank, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thanks for having me, Sarah. really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, this is great. So, um, so I would love to just dive right in. So for an introduction, can you just share a little bit about your role and a little bit more about Amtrak vacations as well as Railbookers?
0: Sure. No problem. So as president of uh, Yankee Leisure Group, so as you mentioned, we own and operate Amtrak Vacations here in the U.S. and then rail bookers in Europe, which is all train travel worldwide. And for my seven, we have offices in London and Boston, Southern California, Toronto and Sydney. So it's pretty much independent rail travel worldwide. And that's what we do.
1: That's great. No, it, and it's it's so I'm, I'm excited about it because again I have like so many questions. So we'll we'll continue on with the questions. But I I love that. Um, I mean I know so many people just are passionate about traveling by train and rail. So I know that this is definitely going to be really interesting. So okay, we have all seen a major impact on the pandemic and what it had on various aspects of the travel industry um, in 2020 but how would you say the pandemic affected maybe consumer demand for what you were seeing as well as what changes maybe did Amtrak vacations implement and how did you pivot? I know that's a lot of questions, but to unpack that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and good questions. Uh, You know, we, you know, we were impacted as everyone else was in travel with all the restrictions and with the pandemic, obviously. In saying that, there was some real silver linings in that we we saw throughout. And one thing I'm very thankful on is rail travel is still essential travel. So there there was never a day we didn't run and there was never a day we didn't have new bookings, which is very unusual. You know, We're very thankful that different than say like our, our colleagues and partners in the cruise line or Disneyland or even escorted operators. So there's never a day we didn't Operate or travel. Some of the things that we saw during that time, which was interesting, is you know because many things were not open, or they couldn't travel, or people not traveling to Europe. We people started looking at different things and what to do. And and, hey, if we do want to get away, what is there to do? And we kind of just fit in that in, in that realm. So we definitely had a lot more eyeballs on us than probably ever before. That may not have considered us. So you know we were able to pivot on that. And I think the other part is. Normally in our marketing with all of our brands, uh, we we do consumer and travel agent webinars. We've been doing it for eight years. That's that's the number one source of how we get our marketing across. So in the Netflix era, uh, we had a lot more eyeballs on us than actually ever before. Which uh, So there's some silver linings on that to introduce our style of travel uh, in terms of uh, for consumers looking or planning ahead.
1: Yeah. And it's so interesting because you've been doing this for some time. So it wasn't like... You guys already had, it was a well-oiled machine in essence, you know, it wasn't like just trying to figure it out. Like I think so many people were.
0: Right. You got it. It, it. It's basically, we've always been doing that, but I think sometimes, you know, uh, you know, not to be funny, but when the forest clears and the bigger trees are the bigger brands, you don't see them. And so all of a sudden that that light shines on that smaller tree, which in truth isn't as small, you know, it's just real static. In, in normal times, Amtrak moves 33 million people a year. So they'd be the sixth largest airline in the US, but, but people don't know it because they think of it just for commuter aspect. Uh, and, and, Rail travel in general, I will tell you, means something different to every customer who travels with us. They could be doing a trip before a trip. Hey, I'm going to take, in normal times, I'm going to take that cruise, but hey, let me visit Glacier National Park along the way before I get to Seattle and Alaska. Or hey, instead of flying, let's train across the U.S. and visit some national parks before we do that. So it means something very different to all of our travelers. It's not a very... Uh, specific, even though rail, you think it is, but it's actually not. It means something different for all travelers. So it's been a really, it's been an interesting year. And, and, and again, a lot more eyeballs on us than ever before as people look towards, hey, what else could we do? And how oh, that's interesting. And I think the last thing I'd say is, I don't think I've ever met anyone who, when they hear rail travel, whether they've traveled or not by rail, it doesn't put a smile on their face. They have, they have, a, they have a perception of it. So it's it's kind of neat. So I, I love the space we're in.
1: Yeah, no, it it is such a great space because it is something that you bring up a really great point that it is so. It, it means something different to everybody. Again, it's like I think about the times that I've taken, you know, trains and use rail travel, and it has been a little bit more of a, a commuter aspect. And I'm, but then I've also done it in Europe, and it does feel very different there as well, too. And I mean, I was also on holiday there, so I think that that obviously colored that experience. But it is something that is, it's you know, it's been with us for quite some time. And it's still there. And there's something kind of, you know, romantic about the experience, you know, in in the sense that like nostalgic, maybe more so.
0: Correct. Correct. You know, I I think, you know. Again, if it's, you know, going, you know, sure, you can go point to point with rail travel as an example. But, you know, I always say there's a difference between when you're flying to a destination versus you're taking the train because clouds look the same no matter where you are. But the train goes to different places that you really, and sometimes you can't see by car, or you know, and you get to really enjoy that. And it's so it's it, it's a different way of travel. But again, it means something no matter where you are, whether you're in Europe, going from Rome to Florence to Venice, or you're going from Glacier National Park in the US or Chicago to Glacier National Park to Seattle through the Cascade Mountains. It means something to everybody. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. So, um and and this kind of leads to to my next question. So obviously, there were so many travel restrictions that we saw, you know, this past year and, and leading into to this year as well too, um, which really stifled international travel. And then as a result, we saw a much larger focus on domestic travel. So how did that focus on domestic travel affect Amtrak vacations?
0: Yeah, it, it's, you know, like I was saying earlier, it definitely, the, the effect it had is the amount of new eyeballs onto our product. You know, we we were averaging 4,500 consumers per week attending our webinars uh, as well as, and then separately travel age. So a lot more attention on that as people were looking at where to go. With the restrictions coming in as in different cities, states, because we're an independent operator and we go any place, any date, any length of time, anywhere the train goes, we go. And keep in mind, Amtrak has over 500 stations across the US and goes to 46 of the 48 continuous states. It's only South Dakota and Wyoming that Amtrak doesn't go to, that during this time, we saw so many different different trips to different areas we didn't normally go to. Because again, it can be anywhere someone wants to go. So even with the restrictions, we just saw a shift where you may see at times, you know, people not wanting to go to cities, but visiting national parks or secondary national parks or a different combinations. So even with the restrictions, we were, we were lucky enough to be able to pivot, but really our pivot is following consumer demand. They really kind of dictate where we go next as they're looking somewhere to go. But we have lots of choice with those 500 stations and 46 to 48 continuous states.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, certainly if you have 500 stations, I mean, there's so many different ways that you can create an experience and it's far different than really any other way that we travel, you know? Uh, And it's, um, that is a really interesting point. And, and also very interesting as well too, that it's, um i mean as it would make sense that it is consumer driven but this is highly g- driven in that in that regard so speaking of consumer driven n- naturally these like new trends have emerged and okay so i was i was reading there was a bit of talk of this the train effect um, and then there's also even bubble travel. And then you had just mentioned a little bit, just the focus on traveling by transnational national parks. Can you just explain a little bit more about those?
0: Yeah, no problem. You know, it, it, in, in normal times, so, so, so pre-20, um, 90% of our travel on Amtrak vacations is in private sleepers anyway. So that's a private roomette or a bedroom. Also in, in pre-COVID times, 70% of our travel on Amtrak vacations is visiting the national parks of the U.S. So as the pandemic happened, we, in a sense, we're perfectly positioned because people, you know, that first, that, that train effect, which is really part of that RV effect. Okay, what are we going to do? And we saw in 2020, well, that's the train effect because really, people wanted to do something, but they didn't want to be in a group. And those private sleepers on the train allowed that. So you board separately, social distancing, meals are delivered to your room. And once you're in your private room, you can take your mask off in that private room. So it kind of lent itself you know, to that private travel. Uh, and then secondly, to the national parks, because that's normally and we have access and inventory with the national parks hotels inside the national parks so um you don't need a car you can take the train right to the national park so that really helped us during this time um so we were positioned on that and that was really the train effect and that bubble effect was kind of came into one uh and that's what we had to offer versus um group travel where everyone may be together we're already positioned for that so we're we're thankful
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it certainly, the, in essence, for for lack of a better phrase, it was like the perfect product, you know, uh, for, for this time. And again, it's unique enough that it is an experience that if people before were traditionally like, oh, we're going to hop on a plane and fly to Florida to do whatever the normal thing is, normal, you know, whatever we've seen people flock to do. And so now they were really craving something different and maybe didn't even want to drive. Um, and they didn't want to get on a plane. And so this was like a really great option.
0: You got it. Yeah. It just it just gave them that, you know, something in the middle, that flexibility. And I think, you know, for, for us, when we see it long-term, the fact that we had so many new customers come to us different that time, even though we were down, so many new customers we're very thankful. That's a great thing for the future. Whereas, you know, if if I look at the RV effect or the motorhome effect, which we saw this in 2020, well, you know, maybe maybe they'll take that motorhome again, or maybe they'll be selling that motorhome and they'll check that off. You know, we did that. Whereas, you know, when it comes to train travel, well, trains aren't going away. And like you said earlier, they've been around forever. And I think it opens up the possibility of all the different places and things you can go, because it could just, it's really just a piece of your trip. And it's a, but it's a, It's a, uh, it's a piece that everyone looks forward to and smiles about. It's something, it's an experience, kind of that bucket list to add on. So it's kind of neat.
1: Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, I even think about myself and it's like, I actually haven't done that. That would be really interesting to do. So actually um, a side note on this or question is what sort of like, was it primarily families? Were we seeing like younger generations? Were there any shifts in regards to demographics?
0: Uh, good question. It, it was really kind of across the board. I mean, it, it tend to be, you know, more of the, the 50 plus, but we saw uh, parents uh, with kids going, absolutely, or um, just different combinations, solo travels. It was a little bit of everything, you know, for different reasons, you know. So again, someone could have been visiting family and friends or doing a trip within a trip or wanting to get their kids away for a train trip for a small amount of time or, or just Uh, You know, 50 plus wanted like, hey, let's take this by train instead of uh, instead of because we don't want to fly. We even saw a number of people actually dropping their kids off at college and taking a train across country to say, hey, why don't we instead of just flying, let's have an adventure as a family with our sons before he goes to college. And let's take the train stop along the way and then drop uh, him or her off. So it, it, it was very interesting this year.
1: That's really interesting. And it, it shows that um, the creativity that people were having in regards to it as well, too, that they were, you know, uh, it's so fascinating. That's actually, that's really interesting.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Something different. you know. It's a, and I think, you know, again, that's the positive side of a negative situation is you start to really yeah. get creative and look at what else is there and how could we? So, and, and that's neat. So, yep. Of course. So, of yeah, course. we feel lucky about that
1: yeah, no, no, you have absolutely been perfectly poised in this current current uh, situation. So now looking ahead, um you know we definitely you saw some shifts a little bit. What destinations do you predict will be popular in twenty twenty one?
0: So for so for domestic travel in the U.S., definitely we continue to see the national parks and we see that continuing on. And, and, you know, for us, you know, the the Glacier, Grand Canyon, Yellowstone and Yosemite. But even expanding, we go to 18 national parks with the Archons, Canyons, Rocky Mountains, uh, even Sequoia. So we, we, we continue. We will see that. We believe uh, we can see that on forward bookings. so that that's in the U.S. Uh, we see that. Uh, when Canada opens up, this huge pent-up demand for Canada, and we operate all rail in Canada, so we see that. Um, and then, and then in, in Europe with our bookers brand, uh, that's an interesting one because we see your classic destinations of Switzerland, Italy as people uh, start planning ahead. But what we're seeing there, which is really interesting, is and and booking early for next summer and fall is luxury uh, luxury train travel like the Venice Simplon Orient Express. Uh, as well as we see a lot of people, we, we don't offer river cruise, but we see a lot of people who are rebooking their river cruise for 2021 and 22, but they're adding on to that. As an example, they may finish their river cruise in Basel, Switzerland, but they'll call us to do a Basel down to Zermatt, you know, down, you know, maybe to Milan, to Venice and adding on. So we're seeing lots of trend on that as well, too, as people are rebooking river cruising for 21 and even to 22. Uh, so that's kind of what we're seeing earlier on now,
1: oh, that's really interesting. And especially, I mean, obviously Europe, I mean, I, I, f- I mean, tra- I feel like train travel has always been so popular in Europe just because of the proximity of all of all the countries. Uh, did have a quick question for you that just came up while you were talking about it in regards to Canada. So, I mean, obviously, with the travel restrictions, I mean, it was it just something that, I mean, the, w- it was something that people just couldn't book. i mean, how how were they? How could they monitor that? How do they monitor that?
0: Great question. So you know, we do have customers that are booked for next year and continue to book for Canada. We're, they're just waiting for it. But it's typically for next summer and fall. So because right now the border is not open, there's no time frame on that. But there is that huge demand for Canada, you know, with the with the Canadian, all the different Canadian products we have. and We operate Via Rail vacations across Canada with Via Rail and Rocky Mountain there. So the demand's there, but they're just planning ahead for next summer and fall on that. Yep.
1: Of, of course, yeah, yeah, which which totally makes sense. I mean, it's it's definitely really interesting, and also really interesting as well as what you were mentioning about about Europe, because what you're seeing is is that again, and I think we've all kind of talked about this, but we you're what you're explaining is sort of the proof in the pudding is that people want that experience, and so maybe with with the lack of travel that they may have had this year, or just maybe smaller trips, shorter trips what closer trips that they are looking like for example the case of europe that they want to expand on their experience and i really i it's really interesting
0: it, it is and i'll tell you sarah you know you know in 21 our our average booking is 37% higher average sell out rate than it was in 19 and even 20, to give you some ideas. So they're definitely adding on, they're building on, they're going big, uh, they're going higher luxury because I think it's just the skip, the missed year or the, you know, they want that big trip. That's for, we see that for our our European bookings going into next year. Uh, They're adding on like they hadn't before. So, yep, which is great.
1: Interesting that no that's really great and it's i mean even just in having those conversations it's like wait a second this is an untapped territory even for myself and i'm like this is definitely something that i that i need to explore more of um and and understandably so so um so what would you say i mean a little bit broader than than maybe just um Amtrak vacations and rail bookers like what's the outlook for just train travel in general in 2021, but both domestically within the U.S., but then as well as in Europe?
0: Great question. You know, there was a a, a study done by Global Data, which is a third party that talked about just uh, train travel in general for leisure and how uh, that has been going up year over year over year. And recent, some other studies have come out saying, hey, a, a post COVID, what does that look like? And that actually looks even stronger, higher up. For lots of different reasons, obviously, uh, as people are, hey, should I fly? Is vaccine? Where am I? But I I think what it is is, you know, train travel has always been there, and I think it's more coming to light. I really call it the sleeping giant that's always been there. And and one of the things that may be interesting for you, because we see this, even for ourselves, 67% of our travelers have never done a train trip before anyway. They they're not necessarily train travelers. They're travelers, but now looking hey what 's the best way to get there, and what can I see along the way whether it 's in Europe like you said it's hey the shorter distances in between or hey i didn 't know I could visit the national parks in the u s so I, I see this trend continuing and continuing and, and we see that and third parties have kind of said that as well that they 're seeing that as well too there's just there 's just too many places you can visit by train you know all, whether it 's all over europe it 's in australia it 's all over the u s and Canada and it just it adds that other dimension aspect to the overall travel experience because I think I think that's the last thing. I think sometimes people, when they talk to us, they think, oh, it's just train. I'm like, no, 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 no. We're a piece of that overall. And if you think about it, when you take your trip, well, did you get to the airport? Did you fly there? Did you get a transfer? And how did you get from A to B? Did you rent a car? It's that whole aspect. We're a piece of that. We could be the whole thing or just a piece of it. So uh, I I see train travel um, just nonstop continuing uh, the growth pattern that we had prior to COVID and then the rebound.
1: Yeah. I mean, and it makes sense. And you did mention something really interesting is that the number of first time trained travelers, in essence, that I think that that's a really high percentage, which is really interesting that, again, you mentioned it's a sleeping giant. It's always been there, always been an option, but it's just, I guess, as people are combing through travel, looking for a different experience. They're kind of coming on it like oh wait a second i may have overlooked this before but i i mean i think that those are some pretty high numbers as far as the number of first time train travelers
0: yeah it, it, it is high and, and we see that and we we see that every year prior to covid we saw that every year every year and and i think we're sometimes it's looked at differently if we look at other aspects of travel so if you look at uh, hey i'm going to do a resort or i'm going to do an escorted tour or a cruise even renting an rv those are very particular uh, type disciplines or, or wherever you're going on a destination. Train travel at the end of the day is still transportation. So you don't have anyone say like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, I'm an air traveler. You're like, no, no, no. So when they think of train, it's just transportation. But there's so much more than that, right? Because, you know, I don't say, hey, where are you going on vacation? Oh, I'm going on American Airlines. You know where? No, I know, but I can't wait. Like, what do you mean? You're going somewhere. Well, well, train travel is very different, similar, but you can stop and see things along the way. So it, it has the... Transportation component, but it has the sightseeing component that what you see along the way, as as well as the flexibility of where you can go and what you can do. So it, it has a lot of aspects, and, and and that's coming more and more into light outside of just commuting per se. That you may see point to point.
1: of course, yeah, of course, exactly, totally different, you know, than than commuting, which is a completely different. Different ballgame. So this is just all fascinating and and getting me thinking about so many different things moving forward. So uh, what is next for Amtrak Vacations? Any interesting plans for the future? What can we look forward to hearing more about?
0: Yep. Uh, You'll see lots of new products coming out on a regular basis where new national parks, different combination of parks and and different itineraries. You know, the way way we create new product, and I think it's interesting, something to look forward to is anything that anyone may see on our Amtrak vacation site or our Railbooker site or any of our sites that's product, we don't create a product. The customer creates the product. So what we do is every week our analysts will say, hey, 326 people took this custom combination. That goes to our product team. They create that product, price it two years out, and we launch it within 48 hours. So we're launching product at all times every day. Even during the COVID period, we launched 175 new itineraries but we didn't come up with them. The customer did. So because we really follow what they're looking for because there's so many variations. So I would. So, what we can see coming up is the different secondary com, uh, parks and different combinations they're asking for. But I'd always keep looking because every day there's new products coming out based on a reference point of what they're asking for and requesting.
1: I mean, that's remarkable because it's so quick that turnaround i mean it really is as as almost real time as you can get as far as pinpointing what the trends are and seeing what consumers are looking for and then packaging it up into something that would be appealing to others because you i mean it it's actually it's actually really fascinating how quickly you guys can turn that around
0: yeah, most people don't do that. We've got, we've built it around that with that flexibility with our systems and how we can do that. I, I think the other thing that we do too, and, and that's where you see a lot of new stuff coming out, is we actually, when our team takes reservations from our travel advisors, or customers, we track and ask them what else they're doing on their trip outside of us. And we track that. So we have more of a vision into what they're doing, where sometimes whether, uh, whether it's a hotel or a different, they know maybe nights and they come, but they don't, don't actually necessarily all the time know what else they're doing. We track everything they're doing. And that helps us position uh, our marketing and our products, at uh, that trend that kind of complete that process. So that really helps us in terms of our marketing.
1: Definitely. And and again, it's far more specific than say, you know, an airline, you know, that's like they take somebody somewhere and it's like, there's no way that they can keep track as far as who's going where, what doing, you know, I mean, there's, there's too many variables in regards to that. And this, you can fine tune it far, far more specifically.
0: Exactly. That's exactly right. And, and, that, and that's a key to our success, paying attention to that customer, creating product that they're asking for, putting that out there, marketing it very quickly, but also understanding what's the complete trip they're doing, even if a lot of components we don't do. We're not saying we would do, but we can speak to that in our marketing uh, to say, hey, are you taking a a river cruise Europe and want to do an extension? We don't offer river cruises, but they'll answer that question before they get to the train component or even thinking about that. So, Or, and that's the US of, oh, I didn't know I could go to the national parks by train. How many national parks can I visit by train? So things like that. So it's fun.
1: So interesting. Yeah, no, it's great and and really just fascinating. Um, Well, this has been such a Interesting and enlightening conversation, and I know that a lot of individuals that will be tuning in will will certainly take a lot from it. So I definitely want to thank you for your time, for joining me in the conversation. Uh, for those that want to find out more information in regards to um, Amtrak Vacations or Railbookers or yourself, where can they find all of that?
0: Sure, sure. So if they go to, so with our different sites, so amtrakvacations.com. Uh, has all of our products or railbookers.com or uh, our corporate of, uh, with myself on Yankee Leisure Group. So Y-L-G-I-N-C.com is kind of our, our corporate with our different brands and products. So, And and thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I really appreciate it.
1: Oh, absolutely. No, thank you as well, too. And I have to say, I think everybody that's tuning in, you know, if they weren't already thinking about uh, train travel or, you know, going by rail somewhere that they definitely are now, because as you mentioned, it just it, it really is like a build your own experience with all these different options.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's yep. definitely- give us a try. <laughs> and,
1: yeah, and then, of course. Oh, I will. I definitely will be 2021. I'm going to make it happen. Um, but thank you again so much. joining me today really appreciate it uh for everybody that's tuned in i will make sure to have all the information here so that you can find out um how to get in touch with frank or certainly go ahead and find out more about amtrak vacations as well as rail bookers as well in europe so thank you all for for listening and tuning in and as always don't forget to continue to say yes to travel